Hello, welcome and thank you for joining us today on Friend of God, brought to you by Friendship Baptist Church in Sturgis, Mississippi. It is our goal every week to bring the Word of God to as many people as possible. We pray that you enjoy today's message, but more importantly, we pray that it changes your heart and provokes life change and action. God bless, and please listen from your heart. Enjoy. Hey, I don't know about you, but the person who does our announcements sounds like Trevor, the one who comes after and does the children's sermon. Do you ever notice that? There's somebody that sounds just like you. I don't know how that worked out or you know, how that happens, but uh, you might want to check on that. So, uh, Happy Father's Day. It's a great day to be in the Lord's house. It's a great day to celebrate all the father figures that we have in our lives. There are many that, not only my own dad that made an impression on me, but there are many men who made an impression on me that served in various ministries as deacons, as leaders throughout the church, throughout our community, and all that throughout the span of time that helped me be here. So I am very thankful to all of them, and I know that that many of you, it's more than just you guys. It takes other men that stand in, that teach Sunday school, that teach RAs. There's deacons, leaders that step in and and keep us all in line when we need it. Give us a swift pop if we need that too sometimes. So so thank you for the men who have done so for so many here at Friendship. We're so glad to have you here today. Today we're going to look at the Father, and we're going to look how we might embrace the ordinary and slow down. Right now, many of you might say it like this, I don't have any choice but slow down. There's some things that that are beyond our control that are going on in the world right now, but today we want to really look at the biblical world and see what message God's Word has for us. Now, a father during that time, during the worldview of the Bible, the father and his house... He was the linchpin of the home. He held it together. He he was one who led out in the biblical society. Fatherhood was the only way that a man could perpetuate his name and memory after his death. The acquisition of male heirs is often a primary element in the biblical narrative. If you look at it, it came with privileges and obligations. There were things that a father being in control of in their home, set an example for. And it's my hope today as we look through this, you'll see that it's, it's a divine calling to be a father just as much as it is a, a right as a father to lead your kid. You have to think about how quickly things happen. I mean, in my own life, there were just few, like probably three or four days between holding one of my little ones in my arms and then taking them to get a permit. So, uh, you know, there are very few days in our life and happens so fast that everybody grows up. And we think about all the times that we have right now with one another and we say, well, I sure can't wait till they go back to school or get back to some kind of normalcy. But in my many conversations, enjoy the time that you have right now because it quickly goes. It quickly goes away. And you realize how fast things pass along. And, and I think the older I got, the more I realized that, that my grandparents are gone, and now it's my parents that are the grandparents. So you begin to learn all of that starts to pass 
But you look at the biblical world and the role of a father, you see that God even says God the Father in our biblical uh, narrative, doesn't it? It gives the example of a godly father who cares about his people. So the primary role of a father, the primary roles of a father, we're going to look at. So if you grab your Bible, Psalm 103, Psalm 103 talks about it like this. Psalm 103.13 says, a primary role is to love and care for their children. Just as the father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. The primary role of a father is to stay connected with the Almighty and by doing so, to love and care for their children. You love and care for your children when they don't do the things that you ask them to do. It doesn't change that, right? You love and care for your children when they do things they ought not do. You love and care for them because how many times has God loved you through the good and the bad, right? Through the times where you should have done what you knew you ought to have done. All those things, He has had compassion on us, so we are to have compassion and to fear God and to lead out in that way. Also, a primary role of a father is, we look at Proverbs 13, 24, to discipline their children. Oh, I got a lot of that growing up. I got a lot of swift discipline in the form of a belt, switch, for ice water, a spoon. Uh, let's see, what, what, what else could we have had? We had a lot of motivators growing up. I mean, we called it spatula. We called a lot of stick. Yardstick. Yeah, that was the worst thing growing up when you had to go pick your own stick out, right? You know, because I'd come in with the smallest stick I could find, and it seemed like he was really asking for a branch or something. You know, it was something big that, that I was looking for, but uh, yeah, that was, that was a hard thing to do. Uh, we see it tells us to discipline our children. It says, he who withholds his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him gently. Diligently. Didn't say gently. Uh, diligently. Because for me, those are some great learning times, right? When I don't do the things I ought to do, when our kids don't do the things they ought to do, it's great to have those conversations and say, look, you messed up. There's consequences for messing up in this life. And these are the consequences. Next time, I want you to know better. I want you to learn better. And God kind of does that to us, doesn't He? He teaches us things in our lives, sometimes by our mistakes, so that we might learn to do better next time, so that we might learn to live better, so that we don't make the decisions that, that got us in that place. We have to learn. Because a godly father reproves his kids so that they learn, and they learn and they live differently than they did before, so God does it to us in that way. Some of the greatest lessons I've learned are from the things which I ought to have done better or done right. Some of the hard times have taught me more than anything else. Learn it for yourself. Wait till you, I think, I think one of the statements you miss, wait till you have your own kids. You know, you'll see exactly. Or like my mom says, they turned out just like you. And I said, uh-oh. So, uh, so we, have, we have that kind of thing there as well. Part of a primary role of a father is also to instruct their children. Psalm 78, verses 2 through 8. It says, I will open my mouth as a par in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, 
and our fathers have told us. We will not conceal them from our children, but tell them to the generation to come. Praises of the Lord and His strength and His wondrous works that He has done. For He has established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which He has commanded our fathers that they should teach them to their children, that the generation to come might know, even the children yet to be born, that they might arise and tell them to their children, that they should put their confidence in God and not forget the works of God, but keep His commandments. And not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not prepare its heart and whose spirit was not faithful to God. So teach their kids how to love Jesus is something that we can do as parents, as fathers, as the primary leaders in our own home. We need to teach our kids how to love Jesus because if they don't learn it at home these days, they may not learn it at all, right? The world is going to teach our kids a different lesson if we let it. The world around us and even people around us, we can't expect them to do what God has entrusted us to do. As parents, as leaders, as, as people who fill the gap, there's a lot of folks that filled that gap for me growing up. My parents were divorced when, they, when I was young, so there was a lot of opportunity for men of God to step in and to say something or to lead me or pop me in the back of the head Whatever it is that gets me in line that told me the truth of how God sees me and how God wants me to live. There were many godly men. Doug Hubbard was one of those godly men. He was my youth minister growing up. He spoke a lot to me, Trevor, like, like you do to a lot of our students here, and said, look, you know, this is what's important. God's Word is important. Times are going to get tough. But you know what? There's lessons to be learned. It was important that, that, that I understood everything goes in and through God's Word. There's nothing that goes, goes anywhere else, and it goes through God's Word. So it's important to teach this to our generation so that we might teach it to another generation, and they might teach it to another generation. It's important to share those kind of things. Yeah, I remember growing up, and I remember my grandmother, she would tell me of times of old. Now she and her family, the Morgan family, grew up near Panhandle. Anybody know where Panhandle is? Yeah? Yeah, you ask that in different other states and they, they look at you funny, like, like where's Panhandle? But, uh, but there, were, there were a lot of things that she'd tell of Papa and everything else growing up, and she'd tell of the lessons that she'd learned the hard way and taking this, this syrup that, that, that kind of uh, cured everything and, and how nasty it was. And, you know, they never told anybody they were sick because they didn't want to have to take that stuff. So uh, many of you know what castor oil and, and that, that black drop medicine and all these other things you had to take growing up. You think about the lessons you learned from taking that. Unless you were really sick, you didn't say anything or you took that stuff. It's the same sort of thing. Those lessons about God's Word, His provision through times, through lean times, even speaks to us today. And we speak that to this generation and it keeps going on. And, and I believe truly that when families don't have dad at home, that they feel the effects of not having dad at home. So the primary roles of a father. Secondly, embrace the ordinary and slow down. I know being a dad, 
you are pulled in a thousand directions. Many of you work jobs that have you going here and there. Many of you are so busy going around and doing things that you think need to get done and need to happen and need to, need to go on. But I'm telling you, if we get so busy that we fail to love those in our life that we've been entrusted to, then we have failed. Because we need to slow down and realize that time goes fast. And the older I get, it keeps going faster and faster and faster and faster. I think when I was younger, and maybe many of you would think this too, when you were younger, it seemed like time just stood still. Like you had everything ahead of you. You had the entirety of your life ahead of you. And, and it just seems like it goes so much faster now. And you blink and you blink and you see that your kids are growing up and you see that they're growing up fast and you see that they're going to be out of the house and you see all of these things and you wish time could slow down or, or, you, or you remember the relationships of those that have passed from now. They're not here and you say, well, I wish I would have spent more time doing this or that or telling them this or that. And so you look back in retrospect. You can't go back and get that time. So make the best of the time that you have now. Embrace the ordinary and slow down. See, children, I believe, need these things. Children need your time, your love, your patience, and your presence. But most of all, they need you to model a godly example. The best examples you and I can get are faithful mothers and fathers, right? Faithful. I mean... People would shut things down on Sunday. There were a time to where you couldn't even go out and get anything because families were around the table. They were sharing a meal. And they made sure that whatever they were doing, whether it was working outside and doing other things, it stopped to go to church. Everything slowed down. And I think that's why kids, when they go to summer camps, they get so much out of it. Because when they go to summer camp, they have no cell signal, no, no service, no devices, nothing that can get in their way, and they spend time with the Lord. A lot of times as fathers, we're doing things we think we have to get done, and the kids are right there. We need to stop, love on them, teach them the lessons we've been taught, and they'll learn those things. And I truly believe as we slow down and embrace this ordinary, we need to understand that we don't need to abdicate our influence to anyone or anything. And I truly believe this with all my heart. If we don't step up as biblical godly men, then who's going to step up? Who's going to step up? How many people have we to see on the news or in the media that are in trouble or see things out for that we say, well, I sure didn't think they'd turn out that way. Or, or people that are in that situation said, I didn't think I would end up here. We need to make every use of what God's given us to teach them to the very best of our ability, to influence them. And it doesn't stop there. That's why you see within our stuff this morning, we said what? We said godly men. We say a lot of father figures because... Many of you know what it's like to grow up with a dad who's there or not there. And so there are a lot of men who step in that fill in that role. And we are very much thankful for those men who stood and step in when they don't have to. Thirdly, a godly father. A godly father is one who, who pursues God as his greatest love. 
The greatest thing I remember of my grandfather, my papa, is that he loved the Lord. He had a Bible. Even before it was cool to, to write in your Bible, he wrote all in his Bible. Highlighted. He had pieces of his Bible that were falling out because they were worn out. A godly example is very important. So the greatest thing we can do to love our kids as dads is we can pursue God as our greatest love. To be totally sold out to God. That means that we as fathers need to pledge that we're going to stand as close to God as humanly possible that we might be the best examples we can. And we don't discount that relationship for anything. That means it's priority one in our lives because our kids see that as important. You see what dad does. And so by doing so, you set an example in your home to what others should do that come after you. It's important that we are sold out. We are to love God with all that we have, man. Love God with all that we have. The Bible says it like this, we are to love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. I truly believe this morning that this is the strength of a man. To love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. A godly father also is one who loves their mom and respects her openly. We set the example, don't we, for kids. For girls, it's how they should expect a godly man to treat them, right? For boys, it's how they are to treat young women. Also, how they observe your behavior, Dad, is how they see you show respect to their mom. They, they see those things. We think that the kids don't pay attention to nothing these days. They stay in a tablet, right? Or they stay on a phone. They don't pay attention. But I guarantee you they do. They watch me and you. They watch all of us. Man, for these kids who don't have dads that are around, they watch you. You might say, well, I don't have kids, or my kids aren't little anymore, or anything else, but they watch you. They watch you. They want to see that, that example. So I truly believe we need to love and spend time with them while they're younger and teach them the essentials of godly living. Train them in the way they should go so when they're older, they will not depart from those teachings. Amen? We can't ensure that our kids are going to do anything we ask them to do. But we can do our very best to entrust them to a God who can. We give as much instruction as we can to live according to His Word as we can, that when they leave from us, we're able to do so as well and trust in the God. We need to also love them in spite of their life choices. And love, this kind, isn't for the good or the bad times, it's meant for all times and all places. Luke 15, 11 says this, and he said, a man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the estate that falls to me. So he divided his wealth between them. And not many days later, the younger son gathered everything together and went on a journey into a distant country. And there he squandered his estate with loose living. Now when he had spent everything, a severe famine occurred in that country and he began to be impoverished. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country and sent him into the fields to feed swine. 
And he could have gladly filled his stomach with the pods that the swine were eating, and no one would be giving anything to him. But when he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men had more than enough bread, but I am dying here with hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no, wor no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired men. So he got up and he came to his father. But while he was a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion for him and ran and embraced him and kissed him. So this young man squandered everything he had. Was willing to eat what pigs eat. If you've ever fed pigs, it doesn't look very good, does it? It's it's kind of like, like this. I mean, you know, but he's so hungry. He's so hungry. He remembers what? He remembers the godly lesson. Remembering what his dad did. His dad took care of him. His dad gave him food. His dad made sure he had clothing. His dad made sure he had all the things that he needed. And he, and he thought that the world out there was so much better that he went out, spent all he had. Everything became impoverished and was so hungry and remembered of all things how much his dad loved him. It says that he ran and embraced him and kissed him. Verse 21, And the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight I'm no longer worthy to be your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out the best robe and put it on him. And put on his hand, and put a ring on his hand, and sandals on his feet, and bring the fattened calf, kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For the son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found, and they began to celebrate. Now the older son was in the field, and he came and approached the home, and he heard music and dancing, and he summoned one of the servants and began inquiring all these things that could be. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. Verse 28, But he became angry and was not willing to go in. And his father came out and began pleading with him. But he answered and said to his father, Look, for so many years I have been serving, and I have never neglected a command of yours, and yet you have never given me a young goat that I may celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has devoured your wealth with prostitutes, and you killed a fattened calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you have always been with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we have to celebrate and rejoice, for this brother of yours was dead and has begun to live, and was lost and has been found. What an example of the prodigal son that we have. What an example of hope for the many of us that find ourselves gone astray in this world. That there's a loving Father that meets us on that road. How hard was it, do you think, for that son to go home? Having squandered everything given to him, he probably held his head down. How many of us tend to do that when we go to God? We say, God, I have messed up. 
God, I have done so many things in this world that I ought not do. God, can I just come home? Can I come home? I know you love me. I know you're going to take care of me. God, can I just come home? So, fourthly, how can you be a leader and an influencer at home this Father's Day? I truly believe that you, first and foremost, have to accept Christ. I think it has to start there, man. If you are going to be a leader of your home, you can't lead without knowing who Christ is. It starts there. There was an example given as this preacher was preaching. He says, I was preaching in a distant city some time ago. And one night I made a call at the close of a sermon like this. I wish all the men and women and boys and girls who wish to be Christian would walk down to these three front pews while the people sing. And then when they have thus come forward, I have two or three things to say to them in two or three or four minutes before we pray. Numbers came to those pews quietly and thoughtfully. Our appeal should always be to men's judgment and conscience. Christ's religion does not need any other kind of appeal. They came and I noticed in a group a girl of some 14 or 15 years, beautiful and deeply serious. She kept looking back. Oh, so pitifully she kept looking back. And I said, I think now that we are ready in one moment to pray. I will wait just one moment to see if somebody else won't come before we pray and sit on these pews with us, thereby saying, I want to be a Christian. This girl could wait no longer. And she went back down the aisle and sat beside him where she left him some minutes ago. I waited. It was rather striking. I wanted to see the outcome, not knowing what it meant. But they told me later what it meant. She put her arms around her father's neck and one sitting behind them heard her say, Papa, you and I told mother we would meet her in the better world when she left us last year. And I want to keep the promise. I want to settle it, Papa. I, want, I went forward that I may pray for me. I thought you would come. I want us to settle it tonight. Oh, Papa, I want us to keep our promise to Mother, but I could not stay down there without you. Since Mother died, we have been together. I have never left you except when I had to, Papa. I cannot go without you. I want you to surrender to Christ tonight, but I cannot go without you. And I've come back to ask you if you want surrender to Christ. This big, strong, trembling man and it turned out that he was one of the judges of the high courts of the state. He said, little girl, Papa will go with you. You're right. Together they came and knelt. When the prayer was over, she kissed him again and again. What if he had not come? Oh soul, wait not for somebody else because somebody else may be influenced by you. Will you come? Also, to be an influencer at home, we have to love God and no other without compromise. Amen? Love God and no other. You can't love your kids and love your wife as you need to if you don't love God like that. Also, model to them godly living. Man, we are far more able than we think to model godly living. 
Also, we need to love them unconditionally, giving our best to imitating the one who gave his best to us. How many of you would say that God loves us unconditionally? Amen? That means that we've been forgiven far much more than we deserve. And God has been better to us than we ever deserve. And we have learned some things. We're not perfect. We haven't done everything right. But I truly begin, believe today that God, He can make us into the man we need to be if we turn our hearts over to Him. So man, what choices do you need to make this morning? How do you need to set aside yourself that you might be the men of influence in somebody else's life? And you don't have to be a father to a child to be an influence, do you, men? There are different men that you come across and there are men that didn't have a father like you did. And they ask you questions and you say, well, you all know that. Well, some people don't. Love them like Jesus. Forgive them. Walk with them. Show them how to do things. Let's go to God in prayer this morning. Father God, we come to You at such a time as this. God, we ask You to work in our hearts and lives. God, lead and guide and direct in us that we might do all that we can to be the man that we need to be, to lead the generation that is ahead of us, remembering the lessons from the generation behind us, God. God, lead these men to make decisions today that impact their families for years to come. Father God, if there's someone that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, God, I pray today is the day they come before you and be honest with themselves. Father God, they'll never be able to influence their home in a godly way unless they know you as Lord and Savior. God, change the face of their family. God, give them the ability and the confidence to step out in your name. God, let them pursue you every single day, you and you alone. And God, give them the strength and the might and the ability to do so. God, we just ask now, you move in the hearts of all men, that they might be closer to you than they ever have before. Amen. Thank you for joining the Friendship Family today. We know that your time is the most valuable item you have. And we are enormously grateful that you chose to share it with us. If you would like to know more about Friendship Baptist Church, please visit our website, friendshipsturges.com, or our Facebook page at facebook.com slash fbcms. Both can be found in the show notes below. If you would leave a rating or review for our new podcast, we would be very appreciative. And if you would share it with others, we would be eternally grateful. We pray that you have a God-filled day. And remember, love God, love people, and reach the world. Have a good day.